boys, it's that time of year. It's playoff time. Ooh, as the Dak said, begins. As Dak said in the tunnel, shit gets real now. Mm. That it does. That it does. I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. This is your first postseason edition of Boys Will Be Boys. Hopefully the first of a couple here as we get into the 2022 postseason. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys wrap up their regular season with a 51-26 to drubbing of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, this was a – we're, we're not going to spend a tremendous amount of time on this game. It didn't mean a ton. Yeah. Um, but this was an interesting game. Both teams were missing, like, significant talent with COVID. Um, and I – coming out of this game, all I saw on the internet was just Eagles fans being like, God, Dallas is so stoked about beating our backups. And I was like, one, like, I have not encountered any Dallas fan that's, like, jumping for joy over this win. They were really two, defensive. They were very salty and defensive about this game that they kept reminding us meant very little, even though we were like, yeah, we, we know. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, okay, a couple things. One, that no one, none of us cared. Two, the difference between your starters and your backups was five points, dog. Like, we dog-walked your, your first team by 20 points in week three. And then all your second teamers came in and frankly were maybe a little bit more competitive. They put up more points. Like they they that one point it was tied. Like they were, I mean, I would say your second team might be a little bit better. So I mean, we beat your we beat your second teamers by 25, we beat your starters by 20. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. And then on top of all those things, and I, I think Ben, you posted this uh tweet in our uh, our group chat. Um that's not what you guys were saying last year when fucking Andy Dalton just wrecked the Eagles in the last week of the year to end your season, dude. That's not that's not what I heard. So, yeah, all in all, uh, very funny to watch Eagles Nation deal with a uh, a game they were really convinced meant nothing, and it actually ended up having like a weird impact on the whole playoff scenario. Kind of a weird series of events had to happen for the seeding to come out like it did. Um, just to touch on what happened during the game it, in the briefest of possible terms, Dallas Cowboys did score 51 points. Uh, Dak Prescott throws his uh, second five touchdown game uh, in the last three weeks. Uh, he ends 21 of 27 for 295, five touchdowns. He sets the Dallas Cowboys single season record for touchdowns passing tony romo by one which is very impressive obviously especially for a guy that had a very uh you know a trough to this year of like six weeks where people were really concerned about his level of play to uh end the year on such a high note in uh, his last couple games was awesome um this was also a huge game for cedric wilson who i think uh, I've seen a ton of stuff around the Cowboys verse about how we don't need to really be crying any tears for Michael Gallup leaving anymore because Cedric Wilson's so good. Um, I've said before, like, I think they're very different players. Uh, Michael Gallup brings a level of like vertical threat and jump ball play that I don't think Cedric Wilson does, but Cedric definitely balled out this game. He ends with five for 119 and two touchdowns. Uh, Amari was out there balling. Schultz had two touchdowns. Um, we even saw some improved play from uh, 
the running backs. Uh, Zeke yeah. Elliott ends with 18 for 87. A little, a little record hunting there. Run. A little record hunting there on on our end. Everybody wanted to Zeke was even on the Eagles. They, his, they put uh, Devonta Smith in to get his rookie record. We definitely wanted Zeke to get a thousand yards. How about Jason Kelsey going in for literally one snap so he could have his 120 yeah. second start in a row? Which I was yeah. like, all right, like uh, Corey Clement yeah, had a good game. And, and yeah, Eagles legend Corey and Javon. Absolutely. And uh, Jaron Hardy or Javon, what's his name? Jaquan Hardy, Mr. Goggles. Jaquan Hardy. Uh, dude, from Hardy. Nasty run, dude. Nasty run. With, Zach, the Zach who looked the touchdown. best of the running backs? You should have seen our. We, uh, so we actually, a little background for our fans. We actually all watched this game on uh, a Google Hangouts together since uh, we were all in COVID protocols this week. We are all healing nicely. We're all still alive, still happy to bring you the podcast, but. It was kind of nice for us uh, all in isolation to watch this pretty meaningless game. Even It was fun. It's always fun to beat Philly's ass. That's what I'll say. Even though, yes, I know Philly fans for the hundredth time. Yes, we know it was your backups. Yes, we're aware. But still, if you're going to play their backups and you're going to play your starters, which a lot of Cowboys fans did not want to do. Um, I was pro us playing our offense, but a lot of people didn't want to see any of our starters out there. So I thought that was a little interesting, but uh, I think it paid out. It panned out, you know, no major injuries out of the game. Agreed. Uh, I don't know how much you can really take, but it was the best Zeke game in two months. It was a little bit of Amari love. It was Dax, you know, still trying to quote unquote, get him out of his slump. So I don't know. I think, I think it's all positives you take. I don't, you know, I'm not saying the win was impressive, but I'm saying if you're going to play that team, beating them the way you did is is probably the message you wanted to send heading into the playoffs. So agreed. And certainly from the way the seeding worked out, like uh it turned out that like the last unlike many years, like most years of the NFL, um, the last week of the end of the season almost does not matter. Like all the seeds are locked. Maybe one well, of we the thought it was like, it was like for what you did last time, eighty two percent chance we were supposed to play Cardinals or something. That's what people are forecasting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was like six of the eight outcomes yeah. where that it was going to be us versus uh arizona uh it ended up because we won and then because of the san francisco overtime win against the rams uh seattle managing to beat the cardinals tampa bay winning uh because of that weird like s- weird permutation and combination of wins and losses uh the cowboys actually end up capturing the number three seed mm-hmm. um the same seed they had in 2014 interesting and uh they will face the san francisco 49ers this sunday at 3 30 uh this is the first matchup between the san francisco 49ers and the dallas cowboys since the nfc title game in 1994 which was the final of three straight nfc title games uh where the cowboys and 49ers faced one another so a lot of storied rivalry storied rivalry um between these two fan bases uh you know i think i think it's a real fun one you know if you wanted to guess which matchup is better i've seen a lot of hype you know back and forth of of are the cardinals actually an easier game for us than the niners and i certainly think the niners present a number of challenges but i'll just say this um similar to what chris paul said last year uh basketball player for phoenix they famously drew the lakers in the first round lebron and ad and they asked him about that matchup not being very good for him. And he's like, man, it's you can't dodge anyone in the West. You can't dodge anyone in the playoffs. And I think that's that's kind of the same thing. You can't dodge anyone in the playoffs. Would I 
would I say there's easier matchups? Sure, but you're gonna to get to where you have to go, you, you gotta beat good teams and great teams. So yeah, you're gonna you're gonna play a, a tough Niners team. I don't think there's any since crying over whether Arizona would have been a better matchup or not, you know, Agreed. in my opinion. But, the, you know, there's a lot the of The only people. team that I think would have been easier for us really would have been the Eagles, and the chances of that were almost nothing. Yeah, yeah. it had to be such a strange outcome for us to play against well, the Eagles. We would have needed um, Tampa to lose that, and they just kicked Carolina's ass. So Carolina's just... Yeah. Oh, so I'm, I'm excited for this matchup. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited um, for this, much more than I would have been for a repeat of the Cardinals. Agreed, agreed. This is an interesting matchup. Um, the 49ers wanna... have – go ahead. So I was going to say, do we want to, like, finish anything left of, of Cowboys-Eagles? Do we want to at least do Star Love Goat? Do you guys have any, like, final thoughts on it? I mean, I know we kind of just grew it, but I don't know if uh, – we hit the highlights here. Once just... again, didn't get a touchdown. I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm just glad everyone got through it and didn't get hurt. Um, yes. I, I One thing that stood out to me was just how valuable Micah Parsons is. He wasn't on the field. And watching like Leighton Vander Esch try to make the plays <laughs> that Micah Parsons does in the open field was painful. So I'm very happy to have him back. Um, I saw I like some just boss man fat. I know he dropped a pick, but I thought other than that, he had a nice little ah, dude. I, he plays well, but it breaks my heart how often he has almost interceptions. Like it, he is on the receiving end of so many almosts already in his short period as a starting corner. So he'll get his. I, I know he will. But um, the other thing I noticed was that uh, it'll be very nice to. I saw right before we got on here today that uh, Tony Pollard is scheduled to be a full participant at Wednesday's practice. So he should be. Yeah, I think that was very precautionary. Um, Same with Diggs. I think if they really wanted those guys to play, they could have. I mean, they, man, we played, I just played starters. I just pray Diggs is like passes all the tests. I know him and Amari were at the natty. Like, (laughs) I think that's super dumb. Well, Amari doesn't have to test for 90 days. Sure. But he can still go catch it. He can still go get it and bring it into the wide receiver room and give it to CD and everybody else. Um, I would have liked them I mean, to be I'm, on bubble wrap for sure a week before I'm, the I'm game. I'm fairly confident that I got COVID at the Dallas Cowboys game against the Cardinals. <laughs> like that, the timeline works out really well. That's kind of the only Same. like major event I've been to. <laughs> so like, if if I can be the and a you know no offense to all any involved, but a an a national championship game featuring Georgia and Alabama seems like it could be a place where you know. COVID would exist. Yeah, that might be a super spreader event. Um, so yeah, I just hope they they all. I mean, I do not want to play that game without anyone. I want all hands on deck. Not that I'm going to use it as an excuse, um, but obviously, you know, now now it really, really, really matters. Um, this is like a whole new season, and this is on paper. You know, this was a great year. They went twelve and five. Um, swept the division. I mean, absolutely mopped your division. I mean, if you just look at their average, we, we were breaking it down on our our hangouts. I don't have it in front of me anymore, but basically, our average margin of victory against the NFC East this year was twenty one points. I mean, we just yeah. smoked. And I'm not saying the NFC East is good. I'm shocked Philly made the playoffs as much, but I mean, shit, the Bucks lost to uh, Washington. The Eagles beat a couple yeah. of teams. 
Well, actually, that didn't be worth a notice. But on, on offense, like, you end up with a, a four thousand yard passer, a thousand yard rusher, a thousand yard receiver, a guy with ten sacks, a guy with ten picks. I mean, this team put up numbers in a lot of different ways. Um, and what's crazy about some of those numbers is that, especially when it comes to like Zeke getting a thousand yards or uh, CD Lamb getting a thousand yards, like those guys are not like you know sitting out there alone being the only option. Um, Pollard was right on Zeke's ass for rushing yards. Uh, CeeDee Lamb was definitely coming out like the number one stats guy, but I wouldn't call him like, you know, getting force-fed or anything like that. It's he so wasn't getting weird that CeeDee's numbers, like he has 1,100 yards, and I still, when I watch them, think Cooper's a better player, but I don't know. Yeah, it's weird how same. he gets usage or how Coop just goes invisible. Um, we'll touch on this more as, as as we do our preview pod or preview segment for the Niners game. But yeah, um, a nice, a, still a nice year for CeeDee Lamb. I know Zach, I want to ask you, because you really thought he was going to take that leap forward. What did you, what did you see from CeeDee? Was it promising for you? Do you expect more? I mean, overall the whole season. Yeah, I was definitely expecting more overall. I feel like he's playing just slightly more confident, but not, more skilled than he did last year. Like you look at his stats, they're less than you'd nice. expect. Yeah, but you compared him last year when he had Andy Dalton throwing to him to now with Dak Prescott, you were just I at least presuming yeah. that you'd see much more. It's the so, drops, man. I'm, I'm happy with them. Like He's useful. C- yeah. No, CD, I agree. C- CD is hands away from being a, a truly elite young receiver in this league. Um I think if you take if you if you Look at all the plays, especially some of the plays, man. It's not just the drops. It's when he drops them. I mean, I can think of two off the top of my head that if he catches them are 30-plus yard TDs probably based on what I know CD's capable of doing. Um, those are plays that make you, you know, get – and then who knows how the domino effect works. Like you, you make one of those plays, you're more likely to get another ball from the quarterback who – in this offense, Dak is obviously having to like dole out the balls to a whole bunch of mouths to feed. Um, we have one thousand yard receiver, but then you have two eight hundred yard receivers, a six hundred yard receiver, a four, and then uh, another two guys over three hundred yards, um, plus the running backs. Um, you know, I know we like to poke fun at Zeke Elliott, but you know he's the only running back in the last like six seven years that has thirteen hundred yards from scrimmage and the last five seasons in a row. The only um, person to do it uh, to begin their career as long as him was LT, LaDainian Tomlinson. Yeah. So, I mean, he's uh, he's a workhorse, you know, as he is impressive as he was. And there was even a run we all kind of laughed where he went to the outside and then it looked like there was more there and he Didn't got five much yards. Yeah. yeah, but, you know, I, oh, he is what he is at this point. Does the contract suck? Yes. But is he full? I think yes. I, I, I still, I know the run game is not, it's probably the biggest worry, especially against this linebacker group of of San Fran. But like, I don't know. I, I weird. I don't know if I call this a successful year or unsuccessful year for Zeke. Like it was just kind of a like meet expectation esque year in a way. If there's no money involved, a guy who's getting into his late twenties giving you a thousand yards, north of four yards a carry, and ten TDs in my opinion, is a successful running back in the modern NFL, especially when he's got another guy right behind him who's getting 700 yards rushing and averaging five and a half a touch. Um, they they kind of form one one complete back to me. 
like I don't know if Pollard's capable of doing which like, is very common the, in the, the NFL now. stuff, the blocking, all those things that we love Zeke to do so well. I I know Zeke can't do the like home run explosive play that that Pollard can. Um, the question becomes like, how do you know when to use which guy? Right, like that's a very delicate art. And um, I mean, we saw Pollard one last year really he played 49ers. Well. He had one of his highlight plays, man. Yeah. He had like one of the great plays of his career against the 49ers last year. So I'm hoping we see a little of that this weekend. Yeah, you absolutely have to use him. And I think at this point, he's, I don't know, I think he brings you more than Zeke does. But I know they love Zeke out there for the protection. They love they love the intangibles that he brings. The the You know what I mean? What he means to that huddle and that group of guys. And, uh, you know, that's that's not something to just write off, right? So, uh, you're, I mean, it is an art. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I would say... 50-50 And 12 touchdowns is a lot of touchdowns, man. I mean, there are plenty of dudes that are oh, yeah. not getting 12 touchdowns in a season. Yeah. Uh, Zach, our resident Zeke hater, uh, would you care to comment? Is he washed I mean, still? You know, Should we my, even my, play against San Francisco is the question. <laughs> yeah, my takeaway from Zeke is that he can give you several good games a season, and that's basically it. Like, and I don't, he's old. Like, his body's back already old. starting to break down. Yeah, running yeah, back old. Running his body's old. kind of breaking down this season just through wear and tear of what he was doing. Uh, and, you know, it's the contract, really. If you get rid of the contract, I would have no problem with him. You know, but, yeah, no, we need to keep using Zeke as long as we have him because he can do well. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, a couple games ago, that he was carrying about nine players on his back as he just yeah. kept pushing forward. But, I mean, you know what? I've been wanting us to start Pollard, have Pollard get the first couple of carries. I've been wanting that for a you're while You're not allowed. Now. I know you're and not I'm allowed. really hoping that we uh, do that because I don't like how quickly we abandon the run. And we have two running backs, and we seem to just give it to Zeke. And if Zeke can't get it done, we give it to Pollard once or twice and then just call it quits. I'll tell you that the one yard I run on first like that down is be, pretty bad for them right now. I yeah, feel like possession you know, effectively. They should be doing it the other way around. Let's see what Polar can get going. If he can't get anything going, give it to Zeke. If Polar can get something going, then swap in Zeke. I don't mind and that. Like did. you know, I mean, uh, plenty of teams use backfields that way now. I mean, I think Arizona's done a good job with Edmonds and. Connor. Now they also have a quarterback who can run a little bit too, which helps their running back equation. Um, San Francisco, as we get to them, one of the most unique running teams in the league, uh, just how they use their weapons. But they have sort of a, I don't even know how I would, <laughs> you know, how I would respond to what Debo is. But my point is they, there, there, there does need to be some plan, I think, offensively for for how you split Zeke and, and, and Tony at this point and how they've been doing where it's like Zeke, 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 three possessions, and then Tony. I don't know if that's how I would like to see it. I'd like to, to see them more spursed. Or as you pointed out, well, maybe even you get Tony a first series. And and I just feel like we need to use them to their to their strengths. Like Tony is such an explosive, amazing player in space. So like I almost don't like it when they just try to run Tony up the gut because I, I don't expect him to, like, break five tackles and, like, move the pile. Um, 
he's so deadly if he's if his if we just like give him a toss or a stretch play a counter where he like has a little bit of play space to move with he's elite there um i mean not that i want to abandon all runs up the gut but like even zeke is more effective when we run to the outside i i, yeah, they, I think i don't just know what happened the, they can't run the up nature, the nature well, just the nature of the, the the weakness of our of our offensive line is, I think we've all established, is like that left guard spot, whoever it is, whether it's McGovern or Williams and Biotish. And so even when you're trying to run behind Zach Martin, like any good defensive coordinator at this point is using whatever strength they have, a defensive tackle or a stunt or anything to push Biotish and Williams into there and just try to create chaos yeah. well and Schultz can't block for yeah. shit either which hurts Schultz cannot block dude it drives me fucking crazy <laughs> and that's that is one thing is like when there have been plays this year where I feel for Dak a little bit because they'll have like the extra blockers Schultz and they've got Tony out there and Tony's amazing at a lot of things blocking is not one of them he's just kind of no. one of those guys that he can kind of throw a chip at a guy but when a pass rusher is coming for Dak Schultz is going to whiff and then Tony might delay him for like a third of a second, and then the dude blows Dak up. And so I it's do just think like shit, that's man. something they lost a little bit with Jarwin. Not that Jarwin was exceptional, but it's just Sultz is such a deficit in that category. Yeah, he's a liability in the blocking game. But I mean, I can't talk shit about Schultz, man. He had two really good touchdowns on on Sunday. He's he scored eight touchdowns this year. Uh, over 800 yards, 10 yards a catch. I mean, Schultz proved his worth, so we'll just have to see. Um, now, should Jaquan Hardy be the starting running back in this offense? He averaged 7.3 yards per carry this season. Um, he did have a touchdown, Better too. than Tony or – I mean, let's look at it this way. Uh, Zeke had 10 touchdowns, and he had 237 attempts. That's one touchdown every 23 attempts. Uh, Tony Pollard had four touchdowns on 130 attempts. Uh, that's about one touchdown every 40 attempts. Um, Jaquan Hardy had three touches this year. Okay. And he scored a touchdown. touchdown. <laughs> All right. So, like, you give this guy 20 touches in the game, he's going to score six and a half touchdowns, dude. That's that's just math. All right. That's I didn't just, That's just the, the data. Did. All right. Yeah. Stat that. Okay. You're gonna have to stack that. Oh, but yeah, I mean, it, it is nice to see the offense rolling. I uh, Zach and I were talking a little bit about this before you you jumped on Ben, but looking ahead to this matchup against the 49ers, uh, it seems to me like their offense is very much based around the run game and then using Debo Samuel in any which way they possibly can. He's an amazing player. I love the kid. It's very fun to watch. Um, it seems like they are their first, second, and third option is to not let Jimmy G be the conductor of the symphony. Um, well, that's the I whole. Think the that's biggest the whole testament to right that. There. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest testament to that is that like they get down into the red zone in overtime in a game that will determine their playoff lives, and they run three straight plays up the gut and without a pass play on any of them because they just do not want to put the ball in Jimmy G's hands when it's you know they, really down to the wire. They want a playoff game with Tony – I mean, uh, Jimmy G 
attempting seven attempts one time. So, I mean, they will yeah. completely abandon the pass. Uh, and the other thing, you know, and I, I think this is the tricky part, though. Like, I, I think we'd all agree, like, the game plan needs to be, like, make – Jimmy G also throw turnovers. I mean, he had two ugly interceptions in that Rams game. They were down seven yep. – the, 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 the scariest thing about that Rams game, though, is not that the Niners won. It's how they won. They went down 17-0. This is a run-first, ball-dominant team. And it's very easy to sit here and say, like, make Jimmy G beat you. That's exactly the type of first half you want to have. The Niners' first 18 plays in the second half, 14 of them were runs. So the yep. Niners are going to do Niner thing. Like, you're not going to get them out of their game plans, my point. Like, even if you get up on these guys, like, they are going to stick to what they are good at. And uh, what they're good at is Elijah Mitchell's a very talented rookie running back, or at least schemed very well in Shanahan. Shanahan's always been sort of the running back guru. Uh, you know, he's he's masterminded a few really fantastic run teams. Uh, this one no different. And then Debo Samuel. You know, Debo Samuel, yeah. we mentioned he's – I got really mad, you know, watching this game. We were talking uh, on our, our hangout, you know, when we are watching the Cowboys game. It's like I really think – the Cowboys could do something with CeeDee Lamb similar to what Debo does. Like, he's he's not a real receiver. They almost call him a weapon. Like, he did have 1,400 receiving yards, but he had yeah. six receiving touchdowns, eight rushing TDs, and, like, five yards after contact per rush. He leads the NFL in yards per reception. He leads the NFL in yards after the catch. I was going to say, reception. he had 1,400 yards on 77 catches, which yeah, is he, crazy. Yeah, he averages, like, I think it was 19 or 20. Like, you know, I think it was yeah, not, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's number eight, one in the NFL. 18.2 18. Yeah. and he's got six touchdowns. And then on the other side, he's got uh, 59 rushes for 365 yards and eight rushing touchdowns. So six and a half, yeah, almost six and a half yards. So that's, carry. that's the number one thing that this, this defense I think needs to do is they have to have a plan. Dan Quinn. I think this also a real fun wrinkle is Dan Quinn, former uh, boss of yeah. Kyle Shanahan. He's, their Super Debo Bowl is run. almost the like uh, they uh, get to match inverse up. of, uh, you remember like young Kamara, how he was like this elite running back, but then he was also like a really fucking good wide mm -hmm. receiver. Debo yeah. Samuel's like an elite wide receiver who's also like a really fucking good running back. It, yeah. Similar, like very physical. He runs he also led, mean. He, puts his he head also down, led the NFL like, in 10 yard, which is another random stat, but most rushing yards or most rushing touchdowns greater than 10 yards. Like he'll bust some big ones. Like they can yeah. absolutely scheme this kid open. So now you're going to, I don't know how you guard say, him though. Like how do you, do you guess, shadow? Like I when mean, he's receiver, do you really shadow digs? Cause he's not that type of, receiver you know i i will say the one thing that makes me a little uh less worried than i would be if we were anybody else is that when that kid's in the backfield uh we do have a micah parsons and exactly. that's unlike have have anybody micah. else in the league micah can has both the instincts and the speed to not just get i mean dude can you imagine if it was like Hey, Leighton, you need to keep your eyes on Debo, and if he runs, you know, make sure you don't get broken, your ankles broken. Like, dude, he'd get sauced up on trying to guard Debo Samuel. So, I think yeah, that's true. Like, if he's in the backfield, you need, you need, in my opinion, Micah the linebacker a hell of a lot more than you need Micah the pass rusher this week. I, I think uh, the 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 major, uh, if you want to put it into a headline, it's got to be Tank and. Uh, Randy need to keep contained this week. They need to make sure that they are not giving up the easy swing pass, you know, the easy dump off out to Debo. And then Micah needs to be there to clean up 
at well, all times. They're that, they're, that, they're that zone run team. They look for the cutbacks. Like, that's how yeah, they're, they're I, I'm not like so they. worried about, like, I'm not so worried. Like, a lot of times you're like, hey, send all three of them at the quarterback because if you give that guy time, he can pick you apart. I'm not concerned about Jimmy G like I am about Tom Brady, where I'm like, yep. oh, man, like, if we don't have all our pass rush going, ears pinned back, gun informed, then he's going to pick us apart like a surgeon. That's not Jimmy G. Um I think our our secondary is good enough to cover most of what they have on the field. I think we can make sure we have a plan for Debo Samuel. I think the major thing they need to be – and we've seen games this year where just like last year, like the run game is still something I worry about. Like yeah, they yeah. We have gotten gashed by a good run game. And, man, I still have flashbacks to the 2018 playoffs where – you know, a Cowboys team with a good defense, like, came in there and, like, hey, we had beat Seattle the week before. Two really good linebackers. High. Yeah, two two linebackers that everyone thought were all everything got absolutely dog-walked by C.J. Anderson. The Rams are known then for having a shit run defense, too. Zeke was still kind of in his prime. And yeah. they just shut Zeke, uh, shut Zeke down. Yeah, they shut everybody down pretty much. Yeah, it was – it was. oh, that was an awful game. It was an awful game. Um, Zach just had to get his Zeke shots in. It um, wasn't Zeke's fault that year. Uh, yeah, you know, and we, we've been to this point, and we haven't even mentioned uh, George Kittle. Um, they have an all-world tight end. He's kind of their, you know, Debo Samuel gets a lot of the headlines this season, but, of course, Kittle could easily be the number one, two, or three tight end, depending who you talk to. All-around guy, too. Monster run blocker as well as monster after-the-catch guy. Um yep. I, I think the main guy you're going to have on him is probably a J-Ron curse. That's going to be gonna like, say, it's got to be curse. Who's going to be going to have to be like, that. And that, I mean, he's, he's a problem too. I mean, he's had some really big years in the NFL. He's Jimmy G's favorite target. Uh, that's a guy you're absolutely going to have to keep tabs on. So those are, you know, I, I, like I said, I, I agree. I think it's, I think it's J-Ron curse time to really step up in this one. Um, yeah, it's weird because I don't really know what Diggs Curse, does in a bunch this one, of Micah. On the outside. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping they let. Uh, obviously, I don't think they have a receiver where you're going to have Diggs like shadow him. Um, I think they're no. going to, you know, that might shift over the course of the game. If uh, you know that that tight end they had had a really great game. Jennings, Juan Jennings, um, had a great game against the Rams in the second half. Um, if someone like and that, occasionally like a, Brandon Ayuk will have random moments where he. Yep. flashes brilliant so. so you can move digs around a little bit um i'm not again like i i'm what i'm hoping the aftermath of this game looks like is that we're like wow tank and randy did a really good job both Control getting that pressure line of and con containing the line of scrimmage yep and we're gonna need neville gallimore we're gonna need osa those guys are gonna have to keep their their assignments like they're gonna have to plug those holes and you're gonna, gonna have to have a huge game from micah because they they as we said they like to run to the outside a lot they do a lot of motion that's where they try to get debo i mean they'll run up the middle too but they like to get outside and that that has to be i think micah's main well micah had a week to rest he probably was pissed he didn't get to play in a huge win knowing micah he's he's angry um and it's his first nfl playoff game man like I think if there's anybody on this team I'm not worried about being like have have the fire be ready to rock it's Micah Parsons. Um I would love for them this to just be a huge statement game for him. Like this this is the kind of game where like you know with the setup it is the way that their offense is set up like 
this is the kind of game where you write your name into the Cowboys history books, especially if they make a real run this year, if they go far, if they do something crazy like win a Super Bowl, the tale will be told. And if Micah Parsons has a huge game in a game like this, like that's how you go down as like an all-time Cowboys. So. Yeah, and let's see. I mean, this defense, they've, they've hung – it's hard to hang your hat on this, but they have has been turnovers this year. They led the NFL in interceptions. Mm-hmm. They have the guy who led the league in picks. Like, take the ball away a few times. I mean, you're going to – yeah. You're gonna need to and, and to a good number of fumbles too, dude. They've been great about punching the ball out. Um, you know, not always uh they don't always get the ball after they punch it out. Looking at you, refs in the Cardinals game, but hey, what are you gonna do? Love love the effort. Um so that will be 3:30 on Sunday, Cowboys versus 49ers in Whoa. Dallas. Um well, we spent a lot of time talking about uh the defense. What do you want to see the, our offense do against their defense? I mean, the offense we've is said so... it before, it's, it's, a, it's a balanced thing, man. I really do think you're going to have to have some kind of run game, too. Because, I mean, Dak is just so – we saw it on Sunday again. Like, whenever – even if you just get a little bit of run support so that they have to – so that Dak is lining up against three and four DB sets instead of five and six DB sets, like, that's a world of difference for any quarterback. And against three and four DB sets, Dak can just shred you. I mean, we have the receiver talent, and Dak can make the throws. Um, he made some who excellent you, throws on who Sunday. Who do you think is the single most important player outside of Dak Prescott for this offense? Like, who do you say, we get out of this game, that guy needs to have a fucking game? Or do you think they're so balanced they don't need that guy? But I'm just curious. I think it's Amari Cooper. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Coop as well for this game. See, uh, I had a... I had a coop CD. Like they need to be. I really want to see a game where those two guys get a lot of touches, and and how Debo yeah. gets care. Like I really want to see a game where CD Lamb gets maybe a carry or two, maybe a screen or two, and then six normal targets. And I want to see a game where Mario Cooper gets ten or more targets. Like I want to see those guys be the guys because the as good as the Niners front seven is, those that 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 secondary is, uh, it is vulnerable. For sure. Yeah. I mean, that's where those it's two not guys gonna make can the have headlines. It won't make the headlines like other throws did this year between the two of them. Um, but Dak had one of his – Dak and Amari had one of their better connections on Sunday of the entire season. Um, that sideline pass to the one-yard line uh, where Dak had to fit it in that super tight window and Amari like toe-tapped it out of bounds on the one. Um, I watched like the advanced stat breakdown of that, and that was like the most – difficult pass completed by Dak Prescott all season. So Amari appears to be in, in form. Uh, he looks way healthier than he did, you know, a month ago when he was still dealing with COVID and the lingering issues with the hamstring and all those other things. Um, but like we've said before, I think Amari is the one receiver on this team that can manufacture separation at any given time. And against a, a secondary that is questionable, um, and against when there's a pass rush with with guys on it like Bosa that can get to you so quickly, having a wide receiver that can cut on a dime and get wide open and let Dak punish them for you know pinning their ears back and going after guys like that, that's going to be what makes them say, okay, never mind, we got to put more DBs back there. That opens up the box for Zeke and Pollard yeah. to do their thing, and that lets well, that you kind of keep seven. them off balance. Yeah, that front seven, I mean, you said Joey Bosa. Um, they have a fantastic player in Fred Wagner who might be the best Definitely. linebacker in the NFL, best linebacker you've never heard of for a lot of people because he just doesn't get 
all the all the shine. Uh, but that guy's fucking awesome. He had a great quote, you know, because everyone's been talking. He was on the Rich Eisen show, and he was very careful not to give any bolts and board to the Cowboys. But uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but they asked him basically, hey, everyone says, like, you know, you guys are going to be a tough matchup. You know, you guys are, are – a lot of people are picking you guys as, you know, a dark horse in this one. And he goes, well, I mean, just flip the the roles and it's say we're the three seed in Dallas. And, like, you're like, we're the team no one wants to play. He goes, flip the roles, say we got the three seed and Dallas got the six seed. Who's the one team you don't want to see? He's like, it's Dallas. He goes, man, you look at every single position group and they have an elite player in every single position group. That's absolutely the last type yeah. of team that you want to play. Um and he's sure. like, it's going to, and he's going to be, you know, then he said, it's only four quarter game, all that. I thought that was one. I just thought it was, you know, cool props from him, but uh, two, like it, it is true. I mean, this team does have an elite player pretty much at every position on the field. Um, I think that's why I'm so worried is like, <laughs> they've, like they've we forget lost that because in a fashion that I've like, that I've obviously lost my like early season steamroll confidence and, on paper, they are so goddamn talented. Like on both sides of the ball, this is probably the most complete Cowboys team that I've seen. And it's at least in the top two or three of the last 20 years. If you want to get into the semantics of like who's better between them and 14 and oh seven my God, and dude. all those other teams. Around here, week six or seven, I mean, it was it was crazy. I mean, we were literally doing podcasts of like what's the most talented Cowboys team and putting them inside of it because – I mean, I, I still think they're on like uh, uh, from a most talented standpoint. Certainly in that discussion, like they're ridiculous on paper. Like people would should be, be very difficult like, to build in, a better team. They went twelve and five. Like they're weirdly still first in point or third in points, maybe scoring, but first third offensively, maybe first in points. I can't remember the exact uh, yeah. rankings, but they're still very like. All these stats are still very friendly to, to, to Dallas, but there's a lot of doom and gloom here just because of how it's looked for – it's just looked hard the last couple of months despite the NFC East games. And so I think people are just just nervous. We're normally a 12-5 and five team around here. We'd be doing jumping jacks. You know, we'd be – We'd oh, yeah. be like, bring on, bring on whoever we'll take down, bring on Green Bay, you know, all that shit. Instead, people are very uh, cautious with this team. And I don't know, I, you know, the offense, you know, Zach, you, you asked a couple minutes ago, basically, what do I want to see? Like the offense is the hardest thing for me to really gauge because it's just, it has been a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde. So you know, Jekyll and Hyde, dude. I really so thought after that Washington game, like they quote unquote had momentum and were taking that forward. And then they just looked flat in that one. And I don't, then they came out, they looked great. And it was Eagles backup. So it's hard to really gauge that, but you just don't know what you're going to get with them. Like their low is really lethargic and their high is wow no one can stop them so it could be anywhere in that in that board right and that's that's why it's i, I think it's almost impossible especially against a good defense like the niners i mean the niners can play some deep so i i really don't know what to expect from this offense they're i i kind of expect the defense to pull its weight at least keep them hanging around but i really don't know what to expect from this offense and personally what is success for this postseason uh, I think they is, need. Is, is it I NFC think, title game, or there, or it's a, or it's a failure? I'll put it this way: a, a loss is a failure if they lose to the Niners. Like this is a chance. Of to, course, of course, a one and done is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is that's less talented sure. teams than them have definitely gone one and. Well, done. that's the thing, and and you know, this is a chance. You know, the Rome only won two playoff games in twelve years. Dax won one in five. Like if you. Win only one in six, you're kind of on pace to be in the exact same place, right? 
So, sure. mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, I think I think this is a really big game for him, and I, I don't like the legacy talk, but I think it really is a big like where we put him up in in our minds. Um, so I'll say a loss is absolute failure. A one and one, if they win this and say we lose to Tampa, which would be the likely scenario, assuming Tampa beats the shit out of Philly, um, which sure. <laughs> I know Philly fans are weirdly excited about that game. Um, yeah. But if they lose that, I, I don't think you can really call it a failure. But I do think NFC title game, regardless of outcome, would be a would be a massive step forward. So that's kind of how I look at it. Yes. Yeah. Meets expectations is one win. A loss is a failure, and two wins is a success. What, Jack, do, you think? what do you think? I mean, I, I consider – I mean, obviously, yeah, if we lose this, it's a failure. I don't think anyone's going to doubt that. But, yeah, if we go one and one, I'd still consider that a failure. Hmm. Because this Even team against been, the Bucks. Yes, because we know how good this team should be. Yeah, I agree. Like, if the team is just co- going to continue to shit the bed randomly – that I, I think it depends how, how it how the loss looks too in that second game, right? Like getting ahead of ourselves. But if that's like a if it plays out very similar to the first one and we lose because of like fucking Greg again, then I don't know I, if we can. Well, like, you know, 2014. Yeah. Like, the, the, you know, I think the reason that a lot of us hold that team in such high esteem is that yeah, they went one and one in the playoffs. But I think most Cowboy fans think that that second that loss is a little tainted by the Des catch situation. Yeah. and so it. It Which, feels by the way, like seven years today was the seven years no today. Problem. Yes, absolutely. And so, yeah, if they could get dog walked by the, the Bucks, then yeah. If they got, you know, screwed and Brady did magic, then I, I could maybe make peace with that. I'm probably still coming out on the 51% failure side. Um, if they get to an NFC title game, I'm you telling myself right that. now that I would have to be happy with that. But I also know that if we got to an NFC championship <laughs> game, I would be so excited and positive at that point. Like having won two playoff games, I would just be like, no, dude, team of destiny, dude. We're special, dude. We got this shit. Like, because I remember in 2018 when we beat Seattle, I was just like, yeah, bro. Like, no, it's, you know, no one wants to see us, dude. No one wants to see us. We're yeah. rolling now, dude. We won a playoff game. We got that monkey off our back. We're rolling now. I wasn't feeling that way. We beat the Seahawks because their kicker got injured and they couldn't make field goals. <laughs> That's what I remember yeah, from that we one. We beat Seattle because Dak was awesome, dude. Dak fucking killed it. Well, all right. That game. You know, QBR gets talked about a lot, but Dak in his three playoff games is a QBR 75. Like when 100's considered perfect, 50's average. I mean, he's been very fucking good in three playoff games. Oh, yeah, um, dude. I mean, his first playoff game where he lost, he, I mean, it broke my heart because him and Zeke and Dez all played so goddamn good against the Packers. Well, that's the thing. And even when uh, we've fallen down two teams, to your point, like he, I don't think this team quits, you know, like they just, they're not going to get, I just can't see. Quit. The Niners are not going to blow this team out, but I just, I don't know if they have another. They just have stretches of games, man, where it's like I look up and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, we have 18 pass well, attempts dude, for what do you think 90 total yards. The Cowboys like, does. What the fuck? like, what do you think? Like, what do you think the Niners are doing this week? They're like, bro, if we go out there and we can just throw a wrench in the works for the first couple possessions, they'll get out of rhythm and yeah. they will start forcing shit. They'll start trying to make shit happen that isn't there. They'll get frustrated. Like, I mean, that's certainly how I view the team working. I'm sure they do too. Um, whether or not that's real is to, to remains to be seen. Because to your point, they do they do fight back. Like 
even in a game like Denver, where it's just a total molly whopping, they're still out there trying to score on the last two possessions. In a game like Arizona, where they came out totally flat, they still try to fight it down to the end. The Raiders game, same thing. Like, so I don't worry they're going to give up. Is this a bigger game can... for McCarthy or Kellen? Kellen. Yeah, McCarthy's got a ring. Like, at the end of the at the end of all things, like this is uh, this won't really impact McCarthy's legacy that much. I don't think, uh, especially because no one's ever won like a, a ring with two different teams. So like. McCarthy will just join the long line of guys who can only do it in one one town. Um, but for Kellen, like he was christened very quickly as like the boy wonder. Yeah, He's there's be been a, a lot of coach by Christmas. There's a lot of cold People water. Turned on yeah, him. Tony. Literally. Yeah, Tony by like week four was like in, in Romo Nance. He'd be like, "Oh, this guy's going to be a head coach at the end of this year," and that. Yeah, that, that parade has been speaking of. We're getting them for our game. It's Romo and Nance for the yeah for our game. Three thirty, three thirty. Um, I'm pumped for that, and we get Nickelodeon broadcast for those who are fucking with that. Oh so. hell yeah! So I, I might watch that just so I can watch like <laughs> so Tony Pollard get slimed after he scores an eighty yard <laughs> touchdown. Uh, Dude, have you yeah. watched those before? Those Nickelodeon yeah. broadcasts. They're so funny. They're just like they're trying so hard to like indoctrinate a new generation into football. So they'll be like. Yeah, Antonio Brown's kind of like the Phineas and Ferb of the NFL. Like, yeah, Tom Brady's kind of like the SpongeBob of the NFL. They score a touchdown. They shoot the slime so cannons all over the screen. Yeah, dude, pretty it's tight. so outrageous. It's so outrageous. It's uh, just Nate so Burleson. How'd you get that gig, dude? How'd you get that gig? So, so uh, but how many? Yeah, it, sorry, go ahead, Zach. Oh, I was say, how many teams now is it that have requested to interview Dan Quinn? I know, uh, I know the, the Bears just count, three. Yeah, it's, my count is three. It's uh, yeah. the Jaguars, the Broncos, and the Bears. That's it. So I didn't ask about DQ in there because I think he's proven that where he is is like he's a very good defensive coordinator. He had one one attempt at a head coach job that went kind of well and then went poorly. And so now I really believe it's on him. I, I think he's going to get an offer from somebody. Just I think the way he operates, the season yep. he's had, the fact that he's going. So I really think it's on him if, if that's the right job. Because, you know, you take a, a chance at a second head coaching job in the league and it doesn't work out, it's hard to get that third one, right? So I think for him it's all about do I want to take – is this the right job? And I think that's the only thing that will keep him around in Dallas because he's – is just he I, And I do think leave? he loves yeah. coaching here. It does seem like he's having a great time. But I also know, that, like, those guys, like, you know, they're they're all scratching for those 32 jobs at the top. I can't blame him if he wants one of those. That's his ultimate goal. If DQ does leave, I really do think we should go get Vic Fangio, like, immediately to be the defensive coordinator. Just run it. Mind on that. Do the exact same thing we did with DQ, run the like, you know, head coach PR you know, recovery saw, program. I saw Dave Hellman tweet out that I wouldn't mind, you know, with him being free right now if uh, McCarthy and the boys gave him a call and be like, hey, so that Denver game, like he said he had us figured out. Why don't you, uh, or, you know, what were some of the pitfalls, you know, just pick his brain a little yeah. bit, man. I mean, I think that'd be why not. I dude? thought that was interesting, you know. I don't, I don't know how much those guys share, but I mean, it's a, it's a big boys club. They all like to, they all like to enjoy their own genius, you know, and be like, well, oh, definitely. Yeah. That's so why I think, like everyone's every head coach is like someone's son. <laughs> like it's, it's a very big nepotism, little boys club society. Um, 
but, but yeah, I think so the, he, I think he does leave if he wants it. There's no there's no doubt that he's getting a job offer. Yeah, um, yeah Kellen, Kellen I think is a little bit more it. like could grow more in the role. Kellen. I don't either. Oh, I, unless he I, just I, interviews. I, off I would the not book. be shocked at all if Kellen got an offer, um, because teams are there are so many. I mean, dude, Urban Meyer got a, got the reins of an NFL team. Like, yeah, there well, are, he does have. Yeah, I can see the Giants. The Giants, the Giants, like dude, the Jag, like I mean, the Jags, you know, asked to interview Kellen, like already. So the, so yeah. like, the the Vikings asked to interview him today. So. Now it'd be now. Here's the thing, Kellen. If Kellen's smart, he needs to realize that like he has it so fucking good here. He's super young. He's gonna have NFL head coach shots when he wants second them. full year of OC. And taking, yeah, and taking a job, going from like the oh, like the spoil of riches that he has on the Dallas offense to running, trying to rebuild like the Jaguars after what they've been through or something, bro. You're just basically lighting yourself on fire. You're like it's 24 months is your life is your life expectancy, and yeah, you make some money, but Jerry's gonna pay you, and you'll be here forever. Like as long as you want this job, I think it would be hoof him. I think it'd behoove him to stay another year for sure. Agreed. At least. Yeah. And if he definitely. does leave, then I'm not going to like hit the pan. If they can pay, him. especially dude, if they can keep the, the band together, if they can keep DQ and Kellen here. And most of our talent's going to stay at least for one more year. I mean, most of the major players have one yeah. more year on their oh, contract. And, and, and make no doubt about it. McCarthy is a hundred percent safe. So I don't, I haven't seen yeah. anyone, but just yeah. if anyone's like listening and questioning, he's at minimum, he's got, all next year so we'd have probably. to completely collapse next year yeah i think we're going to get fired after the end next year i think he'd have to go four wins and i think he'd have to have all his guys like i think if Dak got hurt and he won four wins got four wins yeah, he'd yeah. still get more rope so so yeah that is uh that's gonna be 3 30 this sunday uh other than that around the nfc obviously green bay has a bye la and the cardinals will play monday night it's uh, a fun and one. The Eagles and Bucks will play at noon. Um, That'd be a blowout. My, I'm, I'm really hoping that uh, I, if I have my dream playoff scenario here, based on the seating that we now have, I want the the Eagles to just get worked at noon, just like forty <laughs> point loss, just embarrassing. If they win, we get a home week. We get a home game, though. I know, but here's Zach. Zach brought this up. How about they get they beat they get beat by like forty, but they like fucking hurt Brady's Achilles or something. <laughs> Y'all went dark. Uh, you know. Hey, maybe maybe Brady rate. just retires. Like, yeah, maybe he's just like, you know what, that was enough for me. I'm good. <laughs> um, but either way, then I want revenge for week one uh, in the second round. And then, dude, I think it all leads up to the the ultimate monkey off your back game, which is, dude, if you go Green beat Bay, Aaron Rodgers in an NFC championship game in Lambeau, dude, like I Probably really, have to be back-to-back back MVP as well. If if the Cowboys win that game, if they win the NFC title game against Rodgers in Lambeau, they are winning the fucking Super Bowl. Like I'm telling you that right now. Because one, I think I think the Green Bay Packers are the best team in football, regardless of yeah. conference. And two, I just think that 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 stadium and that game and that team is cursed for like McCarthy for the Cowboys. We've had. Back to back, really shitty playoff experiences. There'd be a them. lot of there'd be a lot of 
uh, storylines in that one, mainly the McCarthy Rod. Like the one I is like we want that more than they do because they've burned us more. But then oh, you yeah. get the so I would love our motivation in that one. But then you also get like the Rogers is such a prick and he would love to beat McCarthy. Yeah, I think Rogers wants it more. Than I Vice fucking person. own you, dude. Yeah, yeah. But if we beat if we beat them and we went to the Super Such Bowl, that would be incredible. And then on the other side, obviously the Titans somehow got the number one seed. Dude, the AFC is the AFC is an absolute mess. Like yes, you had you had down years from Pittsburgh, who somehow clawed in. Sorry, and I know you're reading off, but just like the number of teams, like there Baltimore missed the playoffs, and they were a team everyone penciled in early. The Chiefs the and Bills both underperformed the, the playoffs. Chargers uh, collapsed, yeah. Uh, even Which the Patriots have now had their, like, the all the shines off the Patriots, too, after their, their run. The Colts choked and missed the playoffs. The Mids <laughs> lost to a, a two-win team. <laughs> I watched uh, the Pat McAfee show on Monday, and, That's dude, cool. I have – it was like watching us like the day after, like if we had been in that situation, like especially because what I didn't even understand was like for a large number of the Colts fan base, they were unaware going into that game that if they lost, they were not in the playoffs. Like they didn't it's know such that a that foregone conclusion. Yeah. Cause it was the Jaguars. Dude, the Jaguars were so bad that while this game was being played, they had a plane that was hired to fly over the stadium that said, uh, like whatever their owner's name is. Thanks a lot. Chad, Welcome to Clown Town USA. And they were all wearing clown emoji masks and like work. This is Clown Town. Like to lose. No head coach. To have yeah. Wentz choke that bad to the point where you lose. And dude, they were just going in on Wentz. They were just like, when you got a guy that's more worried about riding his fucking gator around and fucking buying the new F-150 than he is about winning football games. This is what you get. I was like, oh, yes, eat this guy. Eat him. Speaking of a QBR, I saw he had a QBR below five in a must-win game against yeah. Jacksonville. 4.2. So. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, I was starting to see people trying to bring back the Dak versus Wentz since that was when Wentz was still doing good and Dak had hit his slump. So – I'm glad that that just immediately got shot down. Hope they learn. Yeah, can we? But they can never we, do. I, and I, he really fucked. They never them, like, do. I was gonna say that needs to be completely. He he fucked them extra because like he played just enough for long enough so that they would lose their first round pick and like play themselves out of any good position anywhere, and then not make the playoffs. Like it's like the worst possible outcome when you make a trade like that. Yeah, they <laughs> I was just that's by far the worst loss of the weekend. So they missed like the the Raiders wound up making it and Pittsburgh wound up making it. The wild cards are a joke in the AFC. I still think yeah. I still think you'll get the normal suspect. You're still gonna get Chiefs, you're still gonna get Bills, you're still gonna get I guess the Titans, which they may get Derrick Henry so back the, and then I mean, Zach I don't even know. About it. that Bills Pats game is an interesting one. Like that's maybe that's, the most interesting game in the that's AFC. That's the game I am the most looking for. Yeah, most looking forward to watching other than ours. Yeah, I think the Bills are I, gonna win, but I do too. I think the Pats is like hot stretch has ended, and I think the Bills are just a I can still see them winning though. But it could and happen. Bills, yeah, that's the thing. And the Bills kind of got a little bit of revenge off that monkey off their back wind game 
a couple weeks ago. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, it's always Belichick. I, 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 I'll say this. I, I wouldn't be shocked, but I definitely, I definitely, if we do bets, we'll be bets. I don't know what that line is, but I'd probably take the Bills. So we have the if. narrowest line in the entire playoffs. See, I thought that'd be Rams and uh, Cards. Which is yeah, we are a three-point favorite at home, which is basically just means it's a it's a push, it's a coin flip game. Like, which well, is, it's crazy. The disrespect, the disrespect. Um, but yeah, it will be uh, Tennessee versus Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh does somehow get in. That's crazy. I mean, if Pittsburgh makes any kind of run, I'm not expecting that they will. But talk about like a final ride for Ben Roethlisberger. Like that'd be crazy. Got like the bus did. Um, who was that? Casey Pittsburgh? They, is that what you said? Uh, Tennessee Pittsburgh. Uh, Tennessee got one seed. The they did. So they have a bye. Sorry, yeah, I don't know. What, I'm looking at this totally wrong. You're correct. No, you're okay. I was <laughs> yeah, just that's all. Like, oh, no, you're Casey good. You're Pittsburgh. Good. Um, yeah. So Tennessee has the bye. Casey Pittsburgh. Uh, but yeah, if, if Pittsburgh somehow like pulls off some kind of run, like. After the way they started the year, dude, that that's crazy. They're even in. Uh, then you have Mike Tomlin, uh, man, just somehow always gets enough. Given the, that team is now, not very knowing good. what we know about all the nut jobs that he's had, I got to give him credit <laughs> for just being like a therapist more than a head coach. Um, just a cool dude. <laughs> absolutely. And then uh, Patriots, Bills, obviously that we just talked about that one. Raiders, Bengals. Uh, God, dude, the Raiders just will not die. They've had multiple dudes on their team go to jail for DUI. I bet against them again. The I bet against I bet them on Chargers. I just need to listen to my 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 gut. I think I've bet on the Raiders four times this year and they've won all four games. Like they yeah, including they when the Cowboys played them. <laughs> yeah, people were people are calling that game they had on Sunday night the best game of the year. Like that was fantastic. That was a really fun game. The, the almost tie game. That was sick. Yeah. This is nuts. So uh, that's that's your uh, games for this weekend. Um, I don't know. So, like, let's say this. Uh, let's say the Cowboys pull off their, their miracle run. They make it to the Super Bowl. Who do you guys want to see? Um, I mean, obviously I mean, the Steelers. I think Bills would be fun, the Cowboys, Bills. I, oh, Steelers would be, but I think the Steelers suck. Oh, yeah. So, uh, just, Bengals like, would be nice just to have complete new blood. That'd be cool. I, but, I think the – to replay bills. the old Bills. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree with Ben. Like, if I had to pick one, it would be the Bills. Well, no, it would be the Steelers. But out of the things I, I, as far as think, I could potentially see, it would be Bills. I would love to beat the the Patriots in a Super Bowl. I feel like oh. that would be really excellent. And to beat Interesting. Belichick twice in one year and then in the Super Bowl. I mean, here's the thing, though. Belichick would just be getting just yanked just for even getting there with the team he has that it wouldn't even matter. But the Bills would be awesome. I really don't want to play. What Casey. I do like about the Bills would be a little Trayvon Stefan battle. That would that be. Would be yes, sick. I've been. That I was be awesome. hoping for that. Yeah, that would, and we would get to beat fucking Cole Beasley, which would be really cool. <laughs> Dude, the Cole Shut Beasley his ass game. Send him back to fucking Southern Canada with his fucking hat in his hands. Hey, you guys have such cool facilities up there. You barely care about winning the Super Bowl, right, Cole? So you're good. You're a lion, dude. You don't care about what sheep do down in Dallas, bro. You're a lion with your tattoo. I always forget he's on that team. Yeah. He had a good year last year. I don't know what he's done this year. Uh, 
make headlines for COVID complaints. <laughs> <laughs> so tight, dude. Cool, dude. Um, yeah, KC, I mean, we all we went to Tech. I love Mahomes. If they wound up winning, like, I won't. That'll be cool, but I don't, you know, doesn't I'm not emotionally drawn to playing them or not playing them. I'll root for them, but it's just for like a interest. But yeah, after they beat us earlier this year, I would love the revenge. I just like don't. I also don't want to be like. I I hate games where I feel like I'm. Uh, I really hate it where there are people in our fan base who are like, well, if we have to lose to so-and-so, I'm glad that it's, if Dude, we have to lose to somebody, I'm glad it's percent A hundred percent why I hate playing Kyler. I hate the fucking yeah, Allen is that, coming out that of the sucks. woodwork. I hate it when it happens to be I hate that TV. so much. And I've already got it going on with like tech people with like, like Sam and all those guys are all about the, like, I mean, dude, if you have to lose the Super Bowl, at least Pat gets a ring. I'm like, no, that would be he has a ring. fucking horrible. Anyway. I would not care. Yeah. <laughs> Pat I would doesn't not need care. any more love. Like Pat is watching the, the Dallas Cowboys lose like a Super Bowl. The idea that that would ever cross my mind that I would be like, well, a guy that also went to my college succeeded. So me having another year of, like failure is fine with me like fuck off dude so yeah i will not feel that way i would love for uh i would love for us to play any of the teams we just mentioned all those would be really really sick so all right we'll see what a couple happens things a couple things first prediction for this game and then give me your super bowl matchup okay zach lead us off you know cowboys both niners. Of our both of our offenses attack the weaknesses the other ones the defense by all rights this should be just a shootout but that never goes that way it just never seems to i'm gonna go ah 31 24 dallas nice nice i i don't i honestly don't i know it just says it's not gonna be a shootout but I just don't see this Zach's being the resident too close of a game. He's never picked us to lose like, in the pod's history. That's, that's true. <laughs> uh, if we do lose, I feel like the score would be reversed. Something about this, I feel like there's one of us is going to succeed at what they need to do much more than the other one will. So I feel like, yeah, like a you know a touchdown, a field goal for nice. one of the teams to win. Over the other right. one. Super I, I Bowl matchup. So I'm sorry. So is this who I hope or who I expect? This who is your you prediction. Expect? Your prediction. If someone came to you, gunned your head, and said the only way you live is you get this right. Green Bay Chiefs. Yeah. Who wins? Now you can just say Green Bay Chiefs. We don't have to pick a winner. I just was curious. That's hard for me. It's like... My gut says Chiefs, but is that because I hate Green Bay? Do I really <laughs> yeah. like? I, it's hard yeah. for me to tell. Fair, fair like, question. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. Like, Green Bay is a better team. I still feel like the Chiefs would win. It's because Aaron Rodgers is old, and I, I I don't know. I'd go with Chiefs. All right, Mr. Goat. Twenty-seven, seventeen, Dallas. Uh. I just feel like I, I don't think the offense is going to score an insane amount of points, but I do. I, I think this defense 
is going to set the tone, and I think the offense is going to do 27 points is a good day for most offenses, and uh, it'll be plenty here. So I'm going to say that's the score of this game, and your Super Bowl matchup is the Dallas Cowboys versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, he's picking the boys, everyone. You're fucking right. And, and in case you're curious, the Dallas Cowboys win. Woo! God, you love to see that. All right. In this one, um, what'd you say the score was in this one, Go? 27-17. I'm going to go... Gosh, I've... I really think we win this. I think this is just a like a statement of who I at the end of the day believe this team is. Like if they lose this one, I this will be one of those. I always say this and then by August, I'm sure I'll forget this, but if they lose this one, this will be very much a or look in the mirror of like is this team actually capable yeah i said every fucking year, dude. <laughs> like is this current iteration of players actually capable? And that's no disrespect to the Niners. I just, I really got to believe this team is, is ready. Um, you know, all that special sauce from the beginning of the year, the mojo moments. Uh, the good news is I we got know. a good ref crew. Very uncontroversial, low number of calls ref crew. Mm-hmm. Going to be on that game on Sunday, which I like. I think Dallas wins. Um, I actually think we, we, I'm going 27. <sighs> Gosh, I'm so back. I'm going 27-23. I'm going to last second. Okay. I'm going to last minute Dak Prescott touchdown drive. We're down 23-20. Ooh, we heroics. need one. We need one. We get in field goal range and we just fucking big nut on a fourth and fourth and short from like it would be like a 50-yarder. Go for it. Get it. Dak leads us down the rest of the way. TD. Um a little bit of a Dak home smoking legal, dude. Yeah. Yes, sir. I like so it. I like going it. that um, Super Bowl. I fucking hate them, but I I think Green Bay versus the Bills, and I'll take Green Bay. It's fair. It's fair. Well, boys, right. we're close. We're, we're close. We got, year. we got. I am pumped. We got uh, two things. We got we got a little fun. Um, we're skipping. Well, we can do Star Love Goat for Week 18. We might as well, but we can skip it too. And then we have. I'll give everyone Star Love Goat awards. Uh-oh. Okay. I, nice. We should give it. I think we're all probably gonna pick the same okay. person. Is my guess. But all right. Well, week eighteen. This is the star love goat. Give your, you know, player of the game. Love. Why don't you start us off? The love of the game. It's gonna be Dak Prescott. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of an easy answer, but he played really well that first half. And very true. I I didn't. Yeah, it's Dak Prescott. Uh, I'll give an honorable mention real quick to Jaquan Hardy for getting a touchdown. If it wasn't for hard knocks, no one would know who he was or give a shit. I don't see that guy really getting many carries in any NFL team. Nasty cut, though, man. He he made the most out of that touch. I loved it. I haven't seen Zeke make a guy miss like that, you know, Zach? (laughs) I'm just happy the guy got a touchdown. So yeah, like a couple remember years that for the rest of his life sweet. for sure. Yeah, doing whatever he has that memory. It's nice I like the that. I like the Hardy. I would, I like that. Mr. Goat, go to the game. It's very tempting for me to give it to Cedric Wilson. Um 
because he had a hell of a game, two touchdowns, over 100 yards. Um, I do think that if this team does make a postseason run, Cedric Wilson is going to play a big part in it. I think he's like the the piece that no one calculates for. Uh, obviously, when you're doing defensive tape all week, you're looking at Amari, you're looking at Lamb, you don't want to get burned by those guys. Um, but Cedric Wilson is a beast, and he does it all. Um, you know, he's the guy that, come, that comes in to do all the trick plays. He's done an incredible job, and he had an amazing game. Uh, and I love the the rapport he's developed with Dak. But uh, like Zach said, I just don't think it's possible for me to give anyone the star, the, the, the goat of the game. But uh, Dak Prescott, um, five touchdown games are rare. Um, and to set the record, I mean, to be the guy that has thrown the most touchdowns in a single season for the Dallas Cowboys is no small feat. Uh, it's one of the great quarterback crowns in the in the in all of the sport so to Dak Prescott I give it yeah I saw some people poo-pooing it and I am a diehard Romo guy and I think the diehard Romo guy always has a problem like are so used to defending Romo from years and years that they had a quickly point it was a 17 game year like no one's we're not we all know that no one's throwing shade at Tony by giving Dak credit like they can both they can both live in the sun, but I just saw a lot of that shit, and I just wanted to, to nip that in the bud. Even as even as the Romo number one fan club member right here, um, I echo everything Andy said. That was that was cool for Dak, and it doesn't. And plus, like it's just I don't like kind of the opposite take. Like it's just not that <laughs> big a deal that he, that that Romo lost that to me. Like it doesn't change no, my no. perception of Romo one bit or change his annals of you know. Cowboy I don't think history. anyone that watched Tony Romo play is going to replace Tony Romo in their mind with Dak because Dak threw an extra touchdown against the fucking Philadelphia Phillies in week 18. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to point that out, but uh, mine, actually you touched on it. I had said, I want to give Wilson a nice. uh, big game. I, I could easily given it to Dak, but you know, I, I probably should have, but I, I just, you know, I liked what Wilson had and you know, he was kind of the, uh, I expected Dak to shred this defense. It was nice to see Wilson be the the recipient of that. I should say so. Agreed. All right. Now that is the end of Star Love Goat in the regular season. I will read off some Star Love Goat awards. Do you want to know who the star of the season is? The Walk Star Star of twenty one. This is calculated. I'm going to guess only- it's between Micah and Diggs. Zach? I'm going to guess Diggs. Well, you boys are right. Trayvon Diggs is the walk star <laughs> nice. star of the season. 11 interceptions. I don't know if you he knew was... this, but he gave up the most yards of any corner. I, I heard so that. He's, he's one of the lowest rated PFF grades. He's actually really <laughs> bad at corner. You're actually lame if you Boom get or bust, Ben? Yeah, yeah, he's bad. Yeah, yes, he took away the ball eleven times, and two of those were pick sixes, and they scored if he six that touchdowns away, on those then. eleven interceptions and field goals. But yeah, if, if you, you take, take away all the points the he generated for this team, then yeah, he was actually bad at football. <laughs> Secretly <Ooh>. bad. <laughs> uh, but yes, the walk star star of the season with three wins, three stars of the game. My runner up uh, was Dak. Did I not pick Dak? So there wasn't a tie at the end. Who will know? Who could say? Who could say if the ballots were, were in such a way? <laughs> Um, but Mr. Mr. Trayvon Diggs, you are the first walk star star of the season. Highly Big deserving. Honor. Big honor. All right, Mr. Love, 
Do you want to know? You want to guess who your love of the season was? Who got more player of the games? It's got to be Zeke Elliott. <laughs> It's, actually don't he know. actually did get it once he's actually the only yeah, person i know i don't give it to zeke before i actually, I actually don't before. remember who it would be I'm, I'm gonna guess Dak. i already know so i'll let andy guess i'm gonna guess it's Dak. um because zach was a, like, a pretty good about spreading it around he was an equal opportunity guy this year i think while you guys say that that is actually not true he gave it to one player more than anyone with four loves of the game. Loves of the season was Micah Parsons, including nice. a, a huge run between week 11, 12, and 13. Three straight yeah, loves I mean, of the game. Dude, Micah was fucking murdering it at that point. That makes sense. I mean, dude, another Who's highly deserved award. Your runner-up was Dak. Okay. He had, uh, you actually only had two with Dak, and then you had... Really? Uh, Whoa, no one else had, had two? And no one else had two. You spread it out. Oh, two digs, digs as well. Sorry, okay, two digs yeah. as well. And right. it, was, it was spread out. All right, GOAT. Who was the GOAT of the season? The fans want to know. Who does who does GOAT ride for more than anybody? I mean, I want to say it's Dak. But it could be... I don't know. I know I gave it to Tank more than once. It I could be Micah. That's tough. Zeloff, who are you guessing? Randy. Shockingly, Randy he... before he did anything good. <laughs> Shockingly, he only gave it to Randy once. He what? did. To... I swear, I remember him doing it like three or four times in the beginning of the season. <laughs> it seems like that. Doesn't a lot it? of runner-ups. A lot of runner-ups. Okay. He did give uh, Parsons three. And he nice. did give Tank two, but his number one with the most player of the games of anybody, the most goats of the game, Dak Prescott with five goats. Hell yeah, games. dude. I mean, I'll say this, man. Dak Prescott, for a guy that was coming off of an injury that people talked about as a potential like career-ending thing. like People were like, will Dak ever be the same again? And then to go through the shoulder injury – during training camp and he was coming into that first Thursday night game against Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. People were like, Oh, they're going to have to hide Dak. Like, can he even throw the ball? He goes out there and shreds the Tampa Bay defense. Solo dolo, like puts them in every position to win that game. Proceeds to have an incredible year. Even when he was not playing well, he handled all that adversity really well. He came out every single week with an amazing attitude, remained the leader that we've come to expect Dak to be. I said at the beginning of the year when they wrote the SI article, but like there's nobody else in the league I'm so happy to root for as Dak Prescott, and I'm stoked that he's getting a chance to take this team into the playoffs. I hope he goes out there and just puts on a show, dude. Like if he has a if he put if he has like a Joe Flacco-esque run. In the postseason, that would be just the fucking icing on the cake for Dak. Get, go get a Super Bowl MVP, Dak. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I I agree. I would love to see that. Um, do you want to guess who overall Star Love Goat winners were? Who had the most? Hmm. Hmm. Like combined? Combined, yes. Or is this unanimous? 
Because we've only had like no, a couple of those. We didn't have any. Uh, the only so the only unanimous one. We had two unanimouses. Week three, everyone gave Diggs. He was the a star of goat of week three. We also had week eleven. Micah Parsons was the star of goat of week eleven. I think that was KC. I, I so feel like we would have had I a third if I uh, was able to make it for the second watch. We could have had a crush. Oh, we could yeah. have had a crush week eight, but Goat decided not to give it the crush. He gave it to Mike. I, I feel like given that I gave Dak five and he was like in both of y'all's top two or three, I feel like Dak has the most combined. Yeah, Is that I'm, accurate? I'm say it's probably Dak. Dak did. He had nine total Star Love Goat awards. Micah Parsons had eight total parts uh, Star Love Goat awards, and Trayvon Diggs had six. Those were your Dude, leaders the, of the clubhouse. That's the uh, that's the life of a quarterback, right there. Like you're you get all the Star Love Goats, and you also have <laughs> hours of fucking people being like, "Is he a bum?" <laughs> yeah, such is the life of a QB in the NFL. Um, Let's football for you couple people who only had one uh total malik turner got uh got one from from me week nine uh dan quinn got one from me week 13 osa got one from goat as did mckeon those were goats one-offs uh and zach gave anger one and 17 i forgot i gave sean mckeon a, a go to the game <laughs> man i'm a nice right, i gave one to mccarthy two ones and I gave one to Malik Hooker. That's true. Uh, I do not give one to McCarthy. I do not have that written down. He must have changed his answer. I'd have to have. Hmm. I don't you must have. You wanted it. to. You must have wanted to and did not because I do not. You know, have I think that I written. brought up like, am I allowed to give it to a coach? If not, it's this person, and I forgot who mm-hmm. the other person was. I did too. Oh, you know what? It probably would have been. It probably would have been uh, the Vikings game. So I probably wound up giving it to Cooper Rush instead. Yeah. Mm. Well, there you go, boys and uh, listeners. Those are your star love goats of the season. Uh, we hope you enjoy the segment, and uh, we'll I'll, I'll keep track of it next year. We'll see. Maybe we'll do a little playoff edition as well. We will do a playoff yeah. edition, but uh, we'll keep track well, of it going forward and see where the see where the cards lay. This is the part. This is the time of the year where things get weird. This is uh, potentially the last episode you'll hear of us until the off season because. We typically do not like to do it. A sad ass the season's over episode. Um, But you might hear from us next Tuesday with the Cowboys moving on to the divisional round. I would certainly love that. But this is the this is that time of year, boys, where it's winning, you're in, losing, you're done. So uh, Uh, it's a whole new season. Dak Prescott shows us his medal in this one. Uh, I think big games from Amari Cooper. Big game from Ceedee Lamb. Uh, I think Kellen finds a way to use them effectively. He fucking like, you know, I, I said at the beginning of the year, man, like I, I'm I'm off my like they're a special team, team of destiny thing, but I do think this team is a lot more mentally resilient. I do think they're built correctly from mental makeup and from a from uh, certainly they I have do the think talent. I do think McCarthy and DQ helped that mindset too. And I still Definitely. think you know, reading that Fred Wagner quote again, like they really do like on defense, like, yes, this team is absolutely scary. The Niners, but they have four guys who can make a huge play at any moment. I mean, they have yep. four stud guys that can make a play five. And then a bunch J-Ron of guys Kirst. that are like right below yeah. that. Like, yeah, like yeah, J-Ron the, Kirst, right below the Osas, the Nevels, like yeah. those guys can even AB man, as, as much as he's got 
ragged on a couple games outside of those two huge penalty games. He actually had some nice moments himself. Um, yeah, definitely. So definitely. I think they have enough guys that can change the complexion of a game. That they should, they should win this one, whether it's a Tony Pollard explosive play, whether it's a CD lamb, whether it's a Trayvon Diggs pick a Micah strip sack. I think they just have enough guys who can change the way this game plays out. Agreed. Agreed. And that's my All final right, boys, word. Anything else before we, uh, before we get out of here or are we, do we leave it to the football gods and hope that we hear we we reconvene here next Tuesday? Oh, so if we crush it this game, we just dominate them entirely. There's no doubt after the first quarter, I'm gonna go right back on Team of Destiny. No fuck yeah! I'm, I'm gonna jump on it like I'm we never left. Man, that'd be awesome if we if I, we did I, to the Niners. It really def- the Eagles. That'd yeah. be amazing. I mean, it, when the playoff it, it starts, it's almost like a whole new season. So it is. It, it is, is, man. It season. is, and it's 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 you know. It's you just win one at a time, you know. And I think much worse team, teams than this Cowboys team have caught fire and made oh, crazy yeah. runs. Fucking Giants. And look, this yeah. Niners team's not perfect. Like they look like they were gonna miss the playoffs early throughout throughout most of this year. Like they had to win and get in. Like I give them resolve, but I also feel like that's a long fight to like we gotta get in to play. Like the Cowboys have known they've been going for a while, and I think that yep. changes your expectations a little bit of what you want. The Niners, I'm not saying. I mean, they got a lot of vet. They made a Super Bowl run a couple years ago, but I still think like that grind to get in the playoff does wear on you, and we've seen that from teams. Well, and I think- dude, there's no one until you play Green Bay in the NFC title game. There's no one ahead of the Cowboys in the next two games where I'm just like. Oh man, they like that's win. just a way better team than us. Like you know, they're not yeah. beatable. I like, agree. Dude. There's no team that I look at that's straight up better. Like even the Bucks, especially with the Bucks, like recent litany of some offensive injuries. Like I don't. Yeah. Plus, I mean Brady. You know, it's tough to go back to back. Like it's just the they they talk about yeah, all the is. time in sports psychology. Like the motivation is just not usually as high for a lot of people. So, and I know they yeah, have sure. the goat over there, but anyway, I think I think I think we win this one, boys. So. Otherwise, it's going to be a depressing-ass pod next week. Yeah, or lack thereof. We'll see. Mostly just depressing group group chat messaging about how we're bums, but we'll find out. So, yeah, well, as always, folks, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening all season to those of you who have been tuning in from day one of this incredible roller coaster ride. Um, if you'd like what you heard, feel free to like, subscribe, leave a comment, uh, tell us how we've done. If you'd like to hit us up, leave a comment or shoot us an email at boyswillpod at gmail.com. Hit us up on any of our socials. Um, yeah, folks, this is, this is either the beginning of the line or the end of the line. We're, this is, you're standing at the edge of the cliff. You either fly or you fall. It's going to be incredible. So, uh, all things going correctly. We'll be back next Tuesday after the Cowboys defeat the San Francisco 49ers at 3.30 Central Time on Sunday. As always, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin T. Walker. Zachary Love. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Go Cowboys. Peace!